Good afternoon. Hey. Hello. Hello. All right. I, th- I think the problem we've got right now is that Hugh and I are verging on the, the hangry side <laughs> of things. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Starvation is kicking in. <laughs> I don't think either of you are in any danger of starving. <gasps> See what he said? Yeah, I heard well, it. I hope you heard what I said. Oh, I said right. it into a microphone and you've got headphones on. Oh, yeah. Someone else is hungry. Oh, yeah. I went and got some lunch earlier. I'm good, cheers. No, he's just passag. <laughs> Shall we go? Yeah. Let's do it. You're listening to The Real Reading Podcast. Apparently, live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that program, uh, Hunted on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that's brilliant. Did you brilliant. see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him for funny Yes, down. that was brilliant. Hello! Hello. I'm Hugh Fort. I'm Rachel Nemeth. And I'm Tom Canning. And welcome to episode 73 of the Real Reading Podcast. Shut the door. Um, We are sans guest again this week, uh, after a good run of excellent guests, but that doesn't mean the pod will be any less good. Is that the right way of saying that, Hugh? It is true that we can't make this pod any less good. Is that the correct way of saying it, though? (laughs) Not Uh, as good? Worse? Fewer goodness? Fewer... No. (laughs) Betterness? Not better than... Yeah. But you're right, it couldn't it's be less fine. good. It's all fine. Uh, we still have uh, some excellent guests coming up. Uh, I've been busy arranging different guests. Sadly, I couldn't sort anything out for this week because, you know, stuff. Um, but we will be talking very soon to a Reading Councillor. And I've said that in that specific way because I don't mean a Reading Councillor. I mean a Councillor. Which is a uh, someone who you talk to when you have, uh, you know, things you want to talk about. As opposed to when you talk to someone about when you want a parking permit. Yes, we'll come on to parking permits later. Um, so, Reading Councillors, Councillors, I'm sorry, I'm going to get stuck with this, uh, is a new mental health community interest company slash service in town, and I'll be speaking to them at some point next week, so that will be quite good, that'll be quite interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. If anybody has any it's sort of questions... Of talk about that at the moment. Oh, it's everywhere, everywhere isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely yeah. everywhere. Hopefully so. Whether you're a multi-million pound sports person or your average Joe like me on the street, mm. we're all talking about it. Um, so that'll be quite an interesting one. If anybody sort of has any questions they would like to put to uh, our Reading Councillor uh, next week, then... I'm oh, Sorry, I'm irritating myself now. Uh, but I just can't stop. Um, then I'll be doing that next week. And then also, we are going down to Eclectic Games, which is in uh, what was previously known as Smelly Alley, but is now probably more likely to be known as Union Street, which is all very boring. But oh, Eclectic Games it no longer smells, so you can't really call it Smelly Alley anymore, can you? It'll always be Smelly Alley. Yes, which occurs to me from a piece of content we were talking about doing earlier, that is one of the things that is called something and not something else. It's true, and it's also... According to ancient history, it's called Smelly Alley because it used to be an open sewer, not because there used to be a fishmonger to butcher there. This is a myth. Oh, really? According to the man who used to run the shop. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, I look forward to that. Anyway, so I'm going down to Eclectic Games cool. as well at some point. We'll be talking to them. And there are some others uh, which are all in the midst of um, my mind, and we will get there. Uh, we've still got, though, Rach's Fact of the Week and the latest Fort Explains It All, which this week, Hugh, is about... 
Uh, it's about a very large new development proposed for Reading Town Centre. Uh, which is outside Reading Town Centre, shall we say, a, re- a retail a shopping park just outside town. Uh, let's just say it has caused quite the commotion within the real Reading podcast team. Yes, a kerfuffle. Mm. Um, one of us couldn't care less because they live nowhere near it, and one of us really cares quite strongly about it. So, yeah. Which uh, we did. Which Hugh was going to talk about something else until yes. I got my, on the soapbox. <laughs> oh, you're giving it away now. A rant. <laughs> you're giving it away now. But yes, uh, one of us, me, couldn't Nick, care less because it's a long way away. And uh, Rach, you're uh, quite kerfuffled about it. I haven't it. been on the soapbox for a no. few weeks. And let's just remember the last time you got on the soapbox, you actually achieved uh, your. Guess they fell off it. Or <laughs> <something>. <laughs> I did achieve. I did. It, well, it's in progress. The uh, the permits. Okay, uh, here is Jeremy with how you can get in touch with the show if you'd like to ask us some questions about uh, kerfuffles and Reading Councillors, then that is, that's great. Uh, here you go, Jeremy. Get in touch with the team. Find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Thank you very much, Jeremy. Um, right, we. I'm going to set some homework. We've never set homework before. Oh, okay. Not for you guys, for our eagle, eagle-eared, eagle-eyed, eagle-minded listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if you can be eagle-minded. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Hugh, you sent to me. We have a little WhatsApp group amongst the three of us where we basically go. Uh, did we say Tuesday or Thursday? And then one of you goes, yeah, we definitely said Tuesday. And then someone else goes, no, it was Thursday. But actually this week it was quite useful because you sent me a long lost article that I think I wrote, but I don't remember writing some time ago, which was called Reading Winds. Hugh, can you tell me what Reading Winds was about? You read it, I didn't. I did I read I it. Uh, it. It's about small successes in day-to-day life around the town of Reading, which make put a little smile on your face and make you go, yes. That's exactly Just winning at life. Exactly yes. what it was. The article, I think, is probably from around circa 2013. So it's, if I remember rightly, I should have written the date down, but I did not. So I did one this week. In did fact. you? Yeah, because um, I mean, there's a lot of roads like this around Reading where you have to park on the street outside your house. I did a reverse park of like oh, the, oh. like a champions one. Did you go? It nailed it. <laughs> Not only did I do that in the car, because it was the tiniest space ever that I got into first time, but as I got out of the car, the neighbour had come out to look because he saw a car getting perilously close to his own, so he came to investigate, saw it was me, and I was like, I actually need you to high-five me, <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> I am winning. <laughs> Today is a great Today day. Today is going to be a good one. <laughs> and then did Zach come home in a strop? Probably. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. I, I picked out a couple of the Reading wins. Um, a lot of them are traffic-based, which I think kind of goes back to what is possibly the major overriding uh, theme or uh, story arc of this very podcast, which yeah. is traffic. We can, yeah, we can um, talk about it quite a we lot. We do. But, um, so I'll read a couple of them to you. Uh, some of the authors used to work for the then Reading Post. Um, one of them still does, so... These are quite interesting. Um, turning left into George Street from the Vaston Road roundabout and not getting cut up by some pillock in the wrong lane. Actually, not getting cup up, cut up on that roundabout in any direction is a bit of a rarity. And that was by former Reading Evening Post reporter Gemma Davidson. 
There are many, many cyclists around Reading who will agree with you about that roundabout. An awful yeah. lot, yes. Um, and now even more so now, now that they changed the layout to make it better, but then people don't realise it's changed <laughs> and are still in the wrong lane. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a bit of a nightmare. Um, another one. Uh, this one isn't traffic related, but it's uh, getting from one end of Broad Street to the other without being stopped by chuggers or someone selling paintball sessions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, th- I haven't seen anyone selling a no, paintball session for a while. I think that's, I think that's a, an indication of the, the age of this article because there doesn't seem to be as much of that going on these days. No, it's, and there doesn't seem to be these, the chuggers as they're known no. either. I get handed leaflets for uh, gyms quite a lot, which is probably that's just true. Yeah, yeah, a that's true. To what you mentioned, <laughs> whatever it was you said in the opening about. Uh, well, I'm going to get. A, I'm going to wasting get, away. As my mother would say, I'll be getting a thick, thick ear about that later. I'm sure. So. <laughs> Um, that was by David Millwood, uh, now of Reading Borough Council PR media team. Is that right, Hugh? Have I got that right? Yep, David. Yeah, very very helpful man. He's a, a very nice man. Uh, and the final one was from our very own Rachel Soden, sorry, slash Nemeth. Oh, that was um, me. Walking back to Caversham from town over the weir, if I, can get, if I can see a boat in the lock and it's filling up, I have to race to get there before the lock gates open. Winner. Still do that. Do you? Yeah. You're a bit faster these days, though. Well, yeah, I was going to say that a few weeks, as I mentioned before, I have started galumphing around (laughs) Caversham. And uh, the other week I was running along the river towards the weir. Obviously not going particularly quickly, but trying. And a guy in front of me with a pushchair, he clocked that the weir was filling up. And this person, it was... A teenager was stood at the lock, the control thing, watching us both. And he watched us get quite a long way, both speeding up. We're coming, we're coming, (laughs) thanks, thanks. And literally, we were two metres from the gate and he opened the lock. Oh. Is he no longer with us? Is that not... well, lucky for him, he was on the other <laughs> side of the water. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't push him, he didn't push he him in. Been that brave, had he been... I d- yeah, I was like, ri- really? That's amazing. That's love, Sorry. isn't it? That's amazing. Is it? Anti-social lock etiquette. <laughs> There's probably a whole podcast on that. We'll get some sort of canal boater. The do's and don'ts of lockage. Yes. Mm. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um... Yes, yeah, so that's the sort of thing we're talking about. Uh, on the on the day, so this podcast will be out on Friday. I'll post the original article on our uh, Facebook group, the Real Reading Podcast Facebook group. So I'm really having trouble saying my words today. I'm, it's not great for it's not great podcasting. Um, Much time beer? Have you had? No, I haven't. I've had only had a ham and cheese sandwich. Um, but yes, I will post the original article on there, and I'll post it in the show notes on. Uh, so when it goes out to all the various podcasts, you can have a look. Please let us know what your little Reading wins are. We would love to hear them. Hugh, you look like you're pensive to tell us one, perhaps. The, cl- the old classic, my <laughs> favourite that I've talked about on a few occasions. The uh, it's a it's a it is a traffic one, but it's good. It's the uh, the Reading Green one run even Green ones the green the green one the yeah. green one. Yes, this is going from the IDR up Castle Hill. Around the roundabout and up uh, further up Castle Hill. Um, <laughs> yes. So up by the police station, with yeah. the police stations on your left, the lights there are green. Then you get round the roundabout and the lights are also green. And then you go up the hill to Castle Street and the lights are also green. And then you can progress on your merry way down Bath Road <laughs> to the next set of li- lights. 
which are probably red. But uh, it's a tremendous. It's got a name. I call it the red and green run. The red yeah. green my, run. ever since I my dad listened to either episode one or episode two, and I don't suggest that anybody goes back and listens to episode one or episode two of this very podcast because they are not good. It's a bit. No, it's a bit raw. Yeah, it's it's like in its it raw form, two? like fir- like when you've just been first born. It was funny because we we discussed it so much before. Yeah. We were like, definitely the conversations were, should we do a podcast? Yeah, right. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was it. Then yeah. you sat down and we had sat down into and a microphone. Yeah, and yeah, a bit like now, really, yeah, just went sort yeah, of round in circles, yeah. talking about the same old thing over and over again. But anyway, green runs. My dad will not stop talking about green runs. He loves, he loves a green run now. Let's yeah. listen to that one. But yeah, please don't go back and listen to those because they're really, really not very good. Um, <laughs> or it might look these make these new ones look. That's super, true. Super slick. That is, of course, very true. Sorry, Rachel, I just stood on your cable. Um, Okay, yes, yeah, so that is so homework. That is your homework. Homework will be due by next thir- by a week Thursday. So thurs- next Thursday. Let's just say next Thursday. That is when the homework is due. Next we wanna, Thursday. We'd like to see it. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I did have one myself, and my, my little Reading win at the moment is whenever we go down to the food market, which, if my wife is listening, is not very often. Um, it's going down only there. Only twice a week. Shush. It's only open twice a week. It's 100% attendance. Um, is going down the food market and seeing the stall that I really want to go to being completely empty. No queues. No queue. Is that a particular favourite one or it varies? Uh, on yes, unfortunately I'm a man, a creature of habit and it's usually the same one with the same dish. Oh, actually don't talk about it because my stomach will rumble really. But it's really delicious. Some of the food is, is just... The oh, food market is tremendous. Yeah. There's always that, that mysterious stall which I believe is um, <laughs> it's, it's the Caribbean food, isn't it? It's yes. It's jerk, jerk chicken itself. It's always got a massive queue. If it wasn't always, if it wasn't already outdoors you would say it was queuing out the door yeah and you always think what days is that on is it on today uh wednesdays and fridays yeah okay so it is time for rach's fact of the week reading fact of the week rake 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 Running that See, I'm, I'm not I'm, break thin yet. <laughs> I really am struggling with my words. I don't you know what's really going are. on. Um, Rach, it's fact of the week time. What have we got? I'm going cultural. We're going to talk about some, like poetry. Oh God. Songs. I'm been... even going to read it to you. Okay. So, <laughs> have you heard <laughs> of a tune called "Summer Is a Coming In"? Isn't it cumin? A cube, a cumin, could be. It's like the Suffolk, old Suffolk. I have, but it's sausage. mostly because uh, Hugh's mum is absolutely obsessed with it. Really, I'd never heard of it. She always used to talk about it. She it's did. probably her favourite ever Reading fact. Okay. Yes. So, shall I tell you, and you can fill in the gaps with um, clapping. Thoughts. Yes, go. With clapping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoa, so whoa, whoa. The summer is a come in a cumin in is the oldest known song in england and in english rather and was found in the reading abbey and it was apparently written around 1260 
God, Hugh's already itching to correct me. No, I'm not. I was going to ask you, is it older than Unchained Melody? <laughs> uh, no. Because that's well up. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the name translates roughly into, in modern English, into summer has arrived. So my timing... Could not be better. Could Worse. Not. Yeah. It's gone. It stopped raining yes. outside. The it's sun very is grey out, out, though. But it's not the summer. Um, and it's also sometimes called the Reading Rotor because it was found at the Reading Abbey. Um, and the Rotor is the oldest known musical composition featuring a six-part polyphony, which is... Polyphony? Polyphony. I don't know if that's a real word or not. Poly- polyphony. That's probably... The, yes. Anyone know, who like knows anything about music, get yeah. in touch because... We, we no, don't. We don't. <laughs> it's the description said that it's like the texture of the the music in terms of the speed and the volumes and things like that. So it's a six part harmony basically. Um, also, most interestingly, it also contains the oldest known record of the word fart. <laughs> 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 I was you can't uh, say that. Is it? Is that a Rudy word? Is I know. I think we're okay. It's not a swearsy, is it? I used the word pluck earlier. You did. So I think we can allow Only fart. Could, yeah. Okay. So, would you like me to read you the poem? Yes, please. Or the song, or whatever it is. Yes. So Shall I beatbox? <laughs> I'm not you going beat to beatbox. I'm not going you to. Can clap. <laughs> right. Uh, summer has arrived. Loudly sing, cuckoo. The seed is growing and the meadow is blooming and the wood is coming into leaf now. Sing, cuckoo. 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 The ewe is bleating after her lamb. The cow is lowing after her calf. The bullock is prancing. The billy goat farting. (laughs) (laughs) Sing merrily, cuckoo. Cuckoo, cuckoo. You sing well, cuckoo. Never stop now. Sing cuckoo now. Sing cuckoo. <laughs> sing cuckoo. Sing cuckoo now. It's Gosh, a fan of a I cuckoo, weren't sort of they? They like the cuckoo, but they don't really like the billy goat. Do they? Yeah. Everything it's else sort of was doing a delightful activity apart from the goat who was <laughs> trumping away <laughs> in the field. It sort of feels a bit like it started strongly and then, and then they ran out of perhaps some, some drink was... Some mead was in it was partaken of, and it suddenly just became uh, sort of cuckoo. Uh, so not only not only is it the f- one of the earliest examples of, of a song in this form, it's also the earliest examples of filler material as well. <laughs> to get to the end, I'll just just talk about the cuckoo. I bet they just I bet they just faded out at the end as well. In those days, was just talking quieter. Yes. Quieter. <laughs> Have I missed any uh, well-known facts about it? That it was, I would. believe, it was. It, it was it found in Reading Abbey, or yes, I think she, Rach I, did I say did, that. Yeah, oh. She did Got say that. Covered, that. Hugh. Oh, sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that means I did good. Yes, I think yeah. That was yeah, good. I yeah. had it Very covered. good. Very yeah. good. Um, interestingly, obviously, with all you know, there's plenty of songs getting covered these days. Why has this not been? Why is this not top of the charts? It to, like Jay Z or someone. Oh, s- well, it's got to be somebody, someone British, surely. Some Who's the. All right, all right Jay Z then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what about. Uh, Ed Skepta Sheeran could do or, something um, with that, couldn't he? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Let's, let's send it on. I mean, he is from the Angles. 
and you said this was in Suffolk. Uh, I, I might no. I think it was Sussex. I okay. think I said Suffolk. Bit of a difference. But I think okay. It was in I'd the like Sussex to hear. I'd like to hear it performed by one of Reading's greatest musical exports, which is the Groover from Vancouver himself, Brian <laughs> Adams, formerly <laughs> of Tilehurst. No. Yes. Was he? Yes. Why didn't I feature him? In, was this when he was a child? Yes, I believe he's from his. his he was from an American Army family and spent some time stationed. Oh. Who spent some time stationed in Berkshire, in Tilehurst? I believe that's true. Um, I'm not sure whether he spent the summer of '69 in oh. Reading or not, but I can tell you that my research does tell me that Brian Adams was nine years old in the summer of '69. Which, if you're a bit of a cynic age. like me, suggests he probably wasn't in a band. At the time, so that song mm. may may not be based on real life experience. You have actually researched that. Hopefully, you won't listen and sue me. <laughs> <laughs> well, if uh, I I would suggest that rather than suing you, he come on and put you right. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go toe to toe with the groover. I'll go toe to toe with the groover from Vancouver anytime. <laughs> I'll okay. ask him about his famous song "Everything I Do, I Do It for You," June. which is number one for an entire summer it when was. I was very young. Okay, That's a all great done. Each film, though. Let's to the trees. Let's not get <laughs> on to. Let's not get on to Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. We may be here for some time. It is a classic. I haven't watched that for ages. I cannot wait until Zachary is old enough to watch all of those with me. Alan Rickman at his best as the sheriff of Nottingham. He was his best in everything. What? A, what? A uh, at his very best. Give him a role where he has to massive, over, massively overact, and he was he was joyous. There is the slightly troubling scene with Alan Rickman and Maid Marian towards the end, which I'm, I'm not madly keen on. And that um, Will Scarlet, played by Christian Slater, is clearly wearing hairspray, which yes, is and also an American. Is, was he also? He also he's also lived in Berkshire as well, hasn't he? Christian Slater. I think of Christian Bale, damn. who went to school in oh, Hurst. Damn. He went to How the do Dolphin I miss School. All these famouses from my <laughs> educated in Berkshire. You don't have to write away. about it all the time. <laughs> Right. Well, uh, I do go Google these things, and they didn't come up. Batman went to school in Hurst. Wow. Feel like I'm losing control of the podcast. Okay. We really rain should move on. Rain it in. Rain it in. Not. I want to stop us talking about Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, but for another day. Should we? Should we have a little like pod social? To w- yes, I think we should watch, watch it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's one of those ready winning minute moments there. Flicky on Channel 5 and Robin Hood Prince of Thieves just started. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's it. End of part one. In part two, we'll be back for Fort Explains It All and we'll see what happens there. Through the trees! This is Fort Explains It All. Welcome back to part two. Uh, Rachel is still uh, in her own little world. Um, Fort Explains It All, Hugh. Um, this is going to destroy her mood. This now. is going to really destroy it. Um, now, I wrote something else. What are we talking about? I can't remember. The big development that's supposedly, uh, probably going to come to Reading in some shape or form. Okay. Thanks. Where, Hugh? That's Where? vague. It is vague, yes. Um, this is a... There is there is this particular development, but there is also a wider 
transformation we can talk about. But first of all, let's talk about this. This is the um, redevelopment of Reading Station Shopping Park, which is where, better known as, I didn't even know it was called that, (laughs) I must admit. It's where TGI's is, and it's where Audi is, and it's where Mothercare is, and and old school members of Reading will remember Children's World. Yep. Yeah. 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 No McDonald's Go in, in through it. the tunnel. Yeah. Slide down a slide. slide down a slide. Right. <laughs> um, He's trying to like make it jovial at the, at yeah, the yes. beginning to stop Don't me getting too cross. I'm waiting for him to lay the smackdown. Mm. To be honest, I went to an exhibition this week. Um, the developer who wants to build s- between 750 and 950 homes. Great. On that, this is good. News. On that site. Um, they would be they would be very much flats. Um, I'm not sure if there are any townhouses proposed there at all. But um, so it's not this it it's not just the retail bit. It's the old post office. The, the old post office is a separate application, which could oh, there's another what? 600 odd homes. So how we'll tall get, are these going to be? We'll get to that. I'm sorry. Except I don't know that. So, <laughs> <there's> <laughs> <laughs> so there's no planning application in yet. But they. They went to this exhibition. They were saying, "This is what we want to do, and this is our going to be an, our outline application, which is essentially asking the council, can we, in theory, build between 750 and 950 uh, blocks of flats, shops, offices on this site, and then uh, down the line, the details will come um, exactly how many, exactly what's going to be there. But it's kind of in principle, the first step is the outline planning permission." Um, that's going to come hopefully by Christmas, they say. Um, and the key term of this the particular development is primarily car-free. That sounds good. L- less car, fewer cars, because you don't need all those houses being, all those flats being built, and then having a load of extra traffic in town. That sounds so that sounds only good to me. So that means the details of the car parking will be later, later down the line, but it, it means there will be disabled parking spaces um, provided. There'll be loads of cycle spaces, you would imagine, and you're probably looking at a very small percentage of um, of those houses having car parking spaces with them. So, so is this a a prerequisite that if you're buying one of these properties, then or renting it or whatever, then you do not have a car? Yes, there is nowhere to park your car. Um, but that that's not the same thing. Yeah, so if you've got a car... You have a car. It, it, they're very much aimed... These developments around the town centre are very much aimed at people who do not have cars, who will use the train as they're next to the train station or use the bus um, or walk. It's a, it's a kind of modern thing now not to provide car parking spaces because obviously that area of Reading is right by the IDR and Vaston Road, which are already traffic and air pollution hotspots and so if the developer says we're going to build 950 flats with their own car park space each hmm. uh, you've got a sort of thousand odd cars pumping out onto the busiest roads in Reading that's not going to that's going to not going to wash so so these are the, this is if you look at these developments around Reading that are being built already like uh, for example the Thames Quarter I can't remember the percentages but it's got like the 300 odd um 300 odd homes and again a very low amount of, of parking likewise the Royal Mail site which is next to this site which 
is 640, and I believe there's a planning application in, in for that one. Again, a very low percentage of car parking spaces. So there, there won't be none, there won't be no cars, but there, there won't be as many cars as there are people. I really worry that that just means that people will perhaps park their car elsewhere. Because I, I like I get what you're saying that if people are going to buy a house there, right near the town centre, right near the train station, perhaps they work in London or they work in the town or whatever, so they perhaps don't need a car during the week. But at the weekends, that's maybe a different matter. And do they therefore go and park it on unpermitted streets in Caversham? Uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, or am I being I, pessimistic? If I was going by my own view, if I had a car and subsequently I found myself living up in this space where there was no to park said car, that means constantly you are looking for somewhere to put that car. And, you know, you might find a little side road somewhere or something like that, but you can't ever guarantee that, that, that space. So come home from work, you work in London... Um, you know your car's nowhere to be nowhere near where you live so you're constantly worrying about it constantly worrying about getting clamped or the rules changing or parking somewhere where there's a there's a rule you don't realize you get a ticket or leaving it in a public car park it's it's i'd just be interested to know what how it sort of panned out i assume they do this in other town cities and towns yeah i i'm sure they do but my my basic now I've got no evidence to but my basic um, feeling on this it would be if you lived in one of these flats and had a car it would be such a hassle all the time okay. to try to either find somewhere to put it or or then be worrying about it getting broken into or being in an area where you're going to get clamped or fined that you don't realise that you, you probably wouldn't they are very much aimed at people who don't have cars possibly more importantly though Hugh what of Aldi? This is where you might tip me over the edge. So the plan is to get planning permission by the developer and then subsequently, yes. Build around Aldi. Sorry? Is that, is that the plan, to build around So Aldi? those units will all be knocked down if they get planning permission. So they will be gone, but what... It won't just be houses there. So there will be shop units, um, office probably offices, and things like community centres and probably gyms and stuff like that. There's a doctor's plan for the one next door, stuff like that. So basic infrastructure in those areas um, to go with to, to facilitate the people who live there. So I can't tell you what, whether Audi what Audi's Audi's plans are, um, but that. Audi will will not be there for a, a while, but it, whether they whether they come back, take one of the shop units that get built, I don't know. Possible. Certainly, supermarkets are looking for these smaller Tesco Express style units over the massive. Yeah, I mean, where are all these? So, how many houses are we talking then? That's like it's over two thousand two hundred. Two thousand two hundred. So there's the two. Where are they going to buy their food if there's not stuff like that? Because they've got no car, so they can't really drive to well one of the Tesco Napier Road. There's Tesco Napier Road. So you have to walk all the way down there and carry your weekly shop all the way back again. Get that far? 
I'm desperately not trying to enrage it, you, but it's not that far. There's, you know, you're, you're yards it's from far town. enough if you're carrying big bags of shopping. True. Yes. So, what, they just assume that you have to walk into the town centre, go delivered. to Sainsbury's. Sainsbury's delivered. in town, yeah, get it delivered. Um, you know, these these people will know that this, they have to get food, and so they will live their lives in a way to do that. They are so they are so close to a number of sources um, that they they don't need the car. Or I mean, it is frankly terrifying how many houses, flats they're going to build there. Two thousand seems an awful lot. There's so two. So it's, an area. so it's those two massive developments: one at the Royal Mail Depot, and one of yeah. the. Um, one at the TGI Fridays uh, retail centre. Then across the road, there's another 240 <laughs> planned for the old SSE um, oh, yes. uh, offices there. And across there is across the road, it's much smaller, but there's still going to be more housing at the old Drews, um, which plans are imminent for as well. Uh, I say all the, all of these bar the all of these need planning permission. Um, and then there's the Thames Quarter one, the big tall one, which is off Napier Road um, as well. Wasn't there loads of objections on that one before it went ahead, particularly around the There were the a few, yeah. There, um, not so much from members of the public. The council, there was another plan called Swan Heights, which the council really, really hated um, and sent away. And the developer came back with a slightly different plan for it, which is the one we're seeing getting built now. And they've just council has just given permission for it to become for more houses to be added to it um i think it's another 20 odd added to the to the uh 300 300 odd that are there at the moment but um the developer there has to build another 100 affordable houses elsewhere in reading as well so the council's getting a reasonable um reasonable deal out of that one um but the the concern is that the effect on traffic um, from this and the sort of complete transformation of that area and what what will be there instead, um, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, it's going to be sort of we're looking at ten years for a for a turnaround of that area. But in terms of what's there now and what um, uh, what could be there, it's, it's quite interesting because it will be completely different. And that whole area, which is a, at the moment a traffic and a, a, a traffic area with a few houses and a few shops, yeah, um, <laughs> it's just going to be housing. And I just wondered if this is me speculating. Please don't think that this is anything other than a thought I'd had. Is that 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 area? There'll be so many people living there, and there'll be so many sort of things like coffee shops and squares and stuff like that in these developments. That that area might become pedestrianised or have some have only buses going into the station and maybe no cars going down Faston Road at all gosh blimey just an idea Bridge, <laughs> the bridges between the developments and to the so you can walk to the river and stuff like that and go to the various things that are going to be in each of these places I don't know that's just an idea I had that that whole area could sort of be turned into a a sort of recreation <laughs> leisure Coffee shoppy plaza type. Faston Road, you mean? Yeah. The whole thing to become pedestrianised and just buses. Well, buses would still need to get into the station. So, 
He is speculating. I am wildly yeah. speculating, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not I, into it. All in my head, I'm thinking, but that it would, people will find the next. It would send route. all. It would send all the cars culture. along the IDR. However, <laughs> we have to remember there are major efforts going on to, to, to try to get people not to use their cars generally in Reading. So, if in ten years' time, the council has come up with its vision that it is working on now, over how to reduce car use dramatically in Reading. It could be in a position oh, to shut off those two I roads. I walk to Aldi currently. <laughs> now I'll have to drive to a different one. All told, it's all going to be very handy if you work either at Reading Station or Thames Water. Or in London. Or in London. With Crossrail and all that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, uh, just to be clear, I haven't reiterated. That was just a little idea I had. So that, that, that may come in, may or probably won't come into fruition in about <laughs> 10 or 15 years. But... But we have to remember that everything, the overriding um, feeling about traffic in Reading is that the uh, the the borough council is trying to reduce it and is trying to get people more people out of their cars and onto public transport. And if there is an opportunity to create a sort of plaza with all the, around all these houses, they may consider it a long way down the line. I'd like to see a nice sort of roof garden or an air garden in the air. That would be nice on the one that's the river side of Baston yes. Road, wouldn't it? However, as a caveat, I would also say that I can't see anyone in the council ever shutting off any roads in Reading Town Centre unless they get that bridge built over <laughs> the uh, River Thames, which we talked about before. So let's not think that's going to be forthcoming anytime soon. Okay, thank you, Hugh. Um, I suppose if anybody has any questions or that, I would like to wildly speculate as well. Please do write to us. Because it will enrage Rach and she looks fairly angry already. Get Seething. It's giving me a headache uh, thinking about it. <laughs> okay, uh, back to reality. Random question time. The random question. Okay. Um, there is only one question in the mug. Okay, so it's not hugely random. No, but you don't know what it is. No, I don't. Can we very quickly go back to what we just talked about? I just had a thought. Oh God! Uh, did you have a there's thought? Absu- there's absolutely bound to be if there are shop units on the on this particular um, development. There's bound to be a co-op or a small supermarket within for people to go to when they need a pint of milk or whatever. And so, potentially, there's definitely going to be some sort of food outlet quite near to where you live right probably a nando's as well i would think I've got co-op at something the like that road. i've got co-op i use co-op a lot but not for a weekly but sorry continue okay right just to, like, poke the angry bear, yeah it? i know I was moving on i was desperately trying not to earlier and i just <laughs> couldn't help myself and I now i see why trolls enjoy what they do it's just like watching everybody get really angry. Oh, is that why people contact me on Twitter and tell me I don't know what I'm doing? <laughs> yes. Ah. <laughs> oh dear. Right. Okay. Uh, Rach. Me. I don't know, but you're sat next I to me. So. We're week. trying to appease you. <laughs> Can't remember what I wrote. Where was the best food? Oh. <sighs> Surely, uh, spud you like in the food circle <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> spud <them>. you like <laughs> in the uh, in the butt centre. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you not remember the food circle up there? I don't. Before my time, I do. Yeah. 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 
next Bakley. to uh, yeah. Saffron Moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's Wilco's is there now. Well, uh, wasn't but that modern music? Yeah, modern... Uh, is that... Yeah, it was sort of in between modern music and Saffron Moon, uh, where Wilco is. And you could go and get <laughs> lots of different types. It was good. I always used to go into modern music with um, my cousin and his friends. And they... I can't play any instruments, but they... Um, they were all sort of guitarists, so they were all quite good. And you know that scene out of Wayne's World where he goes in and just and he's not allowed to play Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> it was just like that. We always used to get kicked out. We we're like, just they go like, you going to buy the guitar? <laughs> no, <laughs> get off it then. So, um, obviously McDonald's with the showboat on Friday. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say. I remember those heady days when going to McDonald's or Burger King was a massive treat. Yes. Remember when it had all those like bendy fairground mirrors in there as well? Like if I you had a birthday party yeah. in there, it had the ones that made you look I tall and do, yeah. Where else? Reading It wasn't great back in the day for eat, for actually eating, was it? I can't uh, I'm gonna have to give BHS calf a shout out. <laughs> yeah. Fry up for yeah. Fry up for one ninety nine. I was uh, well. microwave technician there. Yes, I think I think when I when I um <laughs> When I back when I was a kid and I broke my jaw, long story. Um, we used to have to go to a hospital somewhere where I'd get checked up every every so often, and afterwards I'd get treated to a BHS chocolate gato. Did oh. you? Because that, that was you could only eat soft things, so you could sort of smear that in. Yeah, I mean it massively helped. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> smear it into my gums. It was oh, delicious. Yes. Where did you used to go? In Reading, nowhere. Not food-wise. I got nothing on that one. Oh, man. I can't think of any others. Well, this was very short and sweet. Oh, no, there was the fox at Cane End. That's where we used to always go for, like, if we ever went out for a family meal. It was a... I turned into a weird... Beef eater or something like that, or Brewer's Fair, one oh, of those. Oh, the Southcote Beef Eater. Oh, yeah, Southcote Beef Eater. Uh, an absolute institution of the town, I feel. That's not get <laughs> doesn't get the credits. It's just, it must have been there for about... It's been there a long time. I I do have a few issues with it at the moment. I've been recently, a few times recently. It's quite expensive now. Is it? Yeah. And, I mean, the food is good and it's consistent, which you would expect. But I, I, I'm not, I don't want to pay £15 for a beef eater burger. Huh. That's a lot of money that's why for I a... offered you those vouchers that came through the door. Oh, no, we use... And I think that's their ploy at the moment. I mean... <laughs> This this rules them out as sponsors of the podcast, I'm sure. But guess um, <laughs> we were really going yeah. for them national chains. <laughs> yes. But I I think they 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 put the prices up, give you a voucher, and then you feel like you've got some money off. I don't know. But it just brings the price back to what you paid yeah, before. I think so. My but mate loves the Southcote beef here. He calls it the Frank. Would the you like to know why? Le Buff. Leboeuf, yes. <laughs> After the f- oh. former Chelsea ch- yes. Chelsea footballer Frank Leboeuf, which for those of you not fluent in French like me, means the beef. I like the South Beef Eater a lot as well. I'm just saying it's a tad expensive these days. Okay. What about the gorge? I've been there for I've ages. I've been there for ages. Always feels a bit like you're sitting inside a whale's belly. I think. Yes, the weird I tink, tend to agree with floor. you. I think it's it's really the ceiling rather. It, it's the only you only ever go there for breakfast, though, don't you? Yeah. So, well, we did go there occasionally for lunch. Mm. Yeah, because you could just have like beans and or yeah. scrambled egg on nice. toast or mm. a massive fry up. Oh, I want to go there now. <laughs> well, maybe we will. Mm. Go and have breakfast there, back 
home, watch uh, Robin Hood Prince Thieves. And do a podcast. And then record a podcast. That'd be good. Hmm. That'd be lovely. That'd be a lovely Saturday. I've I've got Robin Hood Prince of Thieves on DVD, except I think it's worn out. I've got it on DVD, (laughs) and I think I've got the special edition as well. Special, wow. I don't know what was special about it. DVD, wow. Okay. Okay. Uh, Here's Jeremy with how you can get in touch. Sorry, I forgot what I was going to say. If you enjoy our prattlings about Reading, and if you've come this far, we assume you must be, Please hit subscribe on your podcast app to get the latest episode every Monday morning. You can find us on Twitter at Real Reading Pod and search Facebook and Instagram for Real Reading Podcast. You can also email getreading at reachplc.com. Uh, thank you, Jeremy, for your lovely kind words. Can I, I actually think we should watch a um, recorded video of Robin Hood, Thieves, of Prince of Thieves, but not an official one, one off the telly <laughs> from the <laughs> 1990s. With the adverts. Yeah, so we can have the old adverts oh, as well. That would so be you amazing. get a little tiny clip at the beginning of something else and then your new recording kicks in. Yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> over the top. Or, or the other way around to find out someone's recorded over it with football <laughs> or something. Yeah, because if you haven't written mum's <laughs> video, yeah. don't record over. And you have to take the little plastic bit out as well Yeah. to make sure they didn't get recorded over. Match of the day, 1993. If anybody has a tape off the TV copy of Robin Hood Prince of Thieves we'll, uh, we'll watch it and report back yep <laughs> I doubt they will though sadly um, have you had a lovely time Rach? I've had a lovely time thank you despite you guys trying to rile me and having a headache and being hungry lovely and being hungry and being hungry Hugh have you had a lovely time? I have I always enjoy uh, weird um, Transitions for what we're talking about to talk about things which were great in the 1990s. It's a bit of a bit of a, bit of a thing for me. We are, yeah. Uh, don't forget, if you know someone who we should be speaking to on the show, please do get in touch via Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we'll see you next time. To the trees. To the trees. You're listening to the Real Reading podcast. Apparently live in a society where people who go to festivals need to be told that putting their sleeping bags down the toilet is not a, not a very good idea. Did you ever watch that programme, uh, Hunted, on Channel yes. 4? Yes, that was brilliant, Did you see the yes. one where the guy came out of Reading Station yeah. and chased him all through Reading, yeah. all along the canal, and eventually caught him at the funny Yes, that was brilliant.